The following paid program is pre recorded and sponsored by Take Point Wealth Management on the Nature Coast of Florida. Take Point on Retirement, a well rounded show from a well rounded team leading you into retirement. Hey, it sounds great. We're glad you're here because we've got an important show for you from Take Point Wealth Management, a fine sponsor of this program called Take Point on Retirement. It's all about building your wealth, your retirement. Just Google Take Point Wealth Management. Several locations throughout the area to serve you they'll come to you as well. So once again, Eric Arnett, welcome back. On my left is the taxation guru, Mr. Randy Woodruff. So once again, folks, powerhouse here of information for you, a wealth of knowledge and experience at your fingertips. I know JW often reminds you to pick up that phone, go to your computer or right on your phone and just Google us. All that information is there to get a hold of us and contact us. And when you're talking about folks, retirement, folks, healthcare, taxation, social security, all that stuff, you never run out of stuff to talk about. Getting into issues with Medicare, the Affordable Care Act, and how that impacts folks. And basically, it's based on income. The majority of folks that I sit down with and the majority of folks that even call into the show and ask questions is, how am I going to afford health care? I have to retire or I, I want to retire. Um, I'm 61, 62, maybe 60, and I think I've still got five more years until I can get to Medicare. And so that's always a big challenge, but we can overcome that challenge and and we have the ability to do that and it's just with proper planning we can get strategic and bridge that gap and find ways to provide income in order to meet that need to kind of give you a sigh of relief for that period of time and then it's never too early to start getting educated and some of the pitfalls and things that we need to look out for most of us want to retire sometime in our 60s or close to and one thing that I think that we do really well as a group and because we've been around so long is to help folks avoid making the common mistakes that we see all the time. And I don't care who you are and how solid you think your plan is. It's probably not a bad idea to have us take a look and see to make sure it's bulletproof. Nine times out of 10, we're going to find some problems or some issues that we can help you out on. And there's a lot of mistakes that people have made in the past. And that's what we do in our practice is just try to help folks avoid those mistakes. So I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the most common mistakes that we see. Also get into some taxation issues. One of the major things that we see that kind of jump out at me, and the number one thing is most folks don't have a plan. We are offering you if you call in or get a hold of us, which has a considerable value, we'll call it the Take Point Blueprint on Retirement. You're going to get professionals looking at your plan, building out a plan for you that's going to make it solid and bulletproof. Number one, that's the first thing I see is most folks are working hard, working hard, all of a sudden retirement sneaks up on them, or hey, let's talk about COVID. COVID sneaks up on them and boom, they're kind of forced into uh, an early retirement. All of a sudden sitting there like, uh, I don't really have a plan. I'm not sure what to do. That's why where we get juiced up and excited is where we can step in and change people's lives. A lot of things that we're seeing, one is folks just don't really understand their taxes. And that's completely understandable because the tax code is so complicated. But now more than ever in retirement or getting close to retirement, you have to really hone in on that and pay attention. There's so many rules and rules are constantly changing RMDs and whatnot. I can't tell you how many times every day I get questions. What is a rollover? Can I roll over this money? Can I set up a Roth? And what does that mean? And how can I save taxes in retirement? Let's keep things in perspective right now, folks, there is a change in administration. There is going to be a significant increase in taxes. Now, I don't say that to scare anybody. And we've had high taxes in the past, but if we could do some planning with Randy and myself, sit down and really do some planning to help avoid taxation, that's the number one silent killer of a retirement, taxes and fees. 
I've seen it a hundred times where we've sat down and, okay, we just saved you $10,000 in taxes this year. Whoa, how did you, oh my gosh, you know, how did you do that? It's just really paying attention to the details because things change quite a bit for you folks in retirement. So we really have to focus on that. Tax loss harvesting, right, Randy? Right now, if any time is probably best, get in and see us and have us do a free tax analysis and do some tax loss harvesting. Capital gains taxes are definitely targeted for an increase. The dot-com bubble in 9-11, a lot of tax legislation got passed and they dropped capital gains rates down as low as 10%, depending on what your income was. So your income had to be below a certain level to get that low capital gains rate. If we have some tax increases in the future, it's going to drastically affect folks' retirement. As I talk to clients, when we're, we're doing tax planning, you're talking to a client about a transaction, you're trying to project into the future what the tax liability is going to be down the road. I keep telling my clients, hey, in the last 20 years, we've seen major tax legislation changes, probably going to see just as much, if not more, in, into the future. One thing I do tell my clients, though, right now, we're 20-something trillion dollars in debt. And constantly, every year, we're spending more than we're making. Pre-COVID, we were still spending more than we're making every year at the national level. So there's going to have to be some level of tax increase and probably some level of benefit entitlement programs being cut just to keep on the pace that we're at and to maintain some kind of, I'll say, um, solvency. It's not going to happen overnight, but over time, we're going to see tax rates creep up a little bit. We're going to see, since we're we're talking about Medicare and Social Security, those programs are going to have to have some kind of change up over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years to remain solvent as well. To your point about tax harvesting, some, some losses to offset some gains or maybe go ahead and take some gains. And the Democrats, I'm not trying to get political, but I think it's pretty much a, a established fact they want to raise taxes, especially on the, on the wealthy. And, and what's wealthy? Well, I think wealthy is, is different for different people. But one measurement of that is if you have assets invested in the market and you're making gains on passive income, that's an easier way to tax somebody than going out and working every day and making the wage you're making a salary. And this is a prediction on my part, so it's not fact. But I think in the future, if Congress is looking where they're going to raise taxes, it's going to be easier to raise taxes on people that might have income from investments as opposed to folks going out working every day. Regardless, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, where these politicians are going to point us from a tax perspective. It's good to constantly be managing that and all of your other financial needs. Well, one thing that I see is the most common problem and the most common fear is just that not understanding your taxes in retirement. I see a ton of folks out there, God bless them, you know, they're like, hey, I'm going to do my own taxes on TurboTax. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but yeah. some kind of generic walk-in, drop your taxes off type places, big firms, and they may have a tax agent that really just started in the business and doesn't have 35 or 30 years experience like you looking at their returns. And uh, that worries me the most because folks just don't truly understand their taxes, especially in retirement. I can think of one example that keeps me up at night all the time is we had a recent situation with a client that we're working with. This happens all the time because the majority of us all have our money tied up in a retirement plan, 401k and IRA mm-hmm. or something like that. And conventional wisdom has told us over the years, you know, pump that money in there, pump that money in there, pump that money in there. And that's the only vehicle for retirement. Then all of a sudden you find yourself age 75, 80 years old. We were just working with a gentleman recently. He had all of his money just basically kind of for years sitting in like money market and low paying treasuries and things like that. And the interest that he was making on the account wasn't keeping up with the distributions. And so he was just draining his retirement account over time. And because because he was in a high tax bracket, he's paying an exorbitant amount in taxes on those withdrawals. With some prior planning in his 60s, we could have done Roth conversion. One of the big 
biggest mistakes is just because you're in your 60s or 70s and doesn't mean sell all your stocks and go all, you know, real safe monies because right now treasuries are historically low. So think about this. This is not going to change, folks. Let's just even do a little bit of foreshadowing and maybe some predictions into the future. Let's just even go out two years from now. All of a sudden, we have a higher tax rates across the board. But guess what? Interest rates aren't going up. Interest rates are probably going down or going to get lower. So we're looking at interest rates maybe going to like zero. So you're not going to be making any interest, but at the same time, you're going to be paying a high tax. That is a double whammy mm-hmm. that is going to mm-hmm. wipe you out quickly. And so this is where I, if we can get in front of folks now mm-hmm. to avoid that, head that off at the pass, we have some fantastic strategies to be able to do that. I think that that's just the number one problem I see right now that keeps me up at night. And I just hope that folks will call in and take advantage of what we're offering. Yeah, 10-4. And we'll take a look at that a little further when we return. But we got to take a quick break here from our sponsor, Take Point Wealth Management. You know, we're going to be talking about the future here in our next segment. We can't see the future, but we can plan for it. And we need to make that plan with Take Point Wealth Management. Several locations that serve you. They've got webinars, got information they want to put in your hands. They've got free evaluations, financial analysis. Their phone number is 352-616-0511. We'll return with our friends from TakePoint Wealth Management after this. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisor. Okay, welcome back, folks. We want to dive right into this next segment of TakePoint on Retirement. Brought to you by your friends, my friends, and yours at TakePoint Wealth Management. In the studio, we've got a well-rounded team of professionals here to take point on your retirement. Lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett, and of course, Randy Woodruff, working together to make sure that you have a stress-free retirement. Speaking of which, they have a free book they want to put in your hands called Stress-Free Retirement. Contact TakePoint Wealth Management. Email info, I-N-F-O, at TakePoint on retirement.com. You can always Google TakePoint Wealth and that'll bring you right to takepointwealth.com. Of course, they're here with a wealth of information about your wealth management. So I'm going to turn it back over to Eric Arnett. Thanks, JW. So last segment, we were really getting into taxation and retirement. And I just think that we need to continue with that and really hammer home some points. Of course, Medicare, number one issue that we always see is people have concerns about taxes and concerns about Medicare and health insurance. So I just think we stay on point there. Tax planning is always important, really, no matter what age you are, but it's even more critical in retirement. So let's just talk about some of the things that we see. Randy, you brought up an interesting scenario in your travels. Pick up on where we left off about interest rates and how hard it is to earn safe income these days and how I don't really see interest rates going back up. So I think this is going to continue to be a challenge that retirees face. Where do I put my money that I can safely invest it and still earn some income on it? So that's a real challenge for folks. And you had an interesting story in your travels there I think is important. Yeah, I've got two clients that, that come to mind. One, I'm involved with them. We're working on building a, a large resort and a casino down in the Caribbean. I'm looking for financing for that. And I was shocked to find a bond deal out of Europe. And I, I was shocked at how low the rates were for a long period of time. And I almost thought it was too good to be true. What I found out was is that in Europe, there's almost a negative interest over there or basically zero interest. So the rates that we were looking at were two and a half, three, three and a half percent locked in for a long period of time. So to our point earlier about interest rates being low and staying low, I think that's going to be the case for a while. So as our clients 
look and plan for retirement. I'm not suggesting they chase rate or chase returns, but we definitely want to want to keep that in the back of our mind that rates are going to be low for a while. And so if you're going to leave your money in a money market or a CD, it's probably not going to be the best alternative for you. You'll have to look at other options to get the return that you are looking for to enjoy a good retirement. And there are a lot of options out there. We've talked on our prior shows about annuities and different mm-hmm. things. And so I think that people need to be open to not just the traditional the CD or money market and let it sit and draw the interest. To get return, you're going to have to look for other options. Yeah, absolutely. Traditionally, we've been faced with, okay, let's build a portfolio for retirement. And our only options have been, you know, have a good mix of stocks and bonds. But right now with bond rates so, so low, interest rate risk, if you don't know what that is, give me a call and I'll explain it to you. (laughs) There is a great deal of interest rate risk right now. For sure. There's a lot of risk facing folks that are looking to maybe be more conservative and it's it's very difficult to do, but there are some really great investment strategies and platforms out there now that can offer kind of a hybrid, but also give you the safety that you need, but increase some of that dividend and interest. So the most important thing, right, that people are concerned about is running out of income. That's all we do every day is manage folks' need for income and coming up with strategies to provide that income. Once we start drawing that income, making sure that the right tax strategy to to avoid as many taxes as possible. So one of the things that I think folks are missing and that really need our help with is managing tax brackets in retirement. And when I talk to folks, they don't really truly understand that. And once you turn on your social security, that's a big, big factor on how your social security is going to be taxed. Why is it important to work with an advisor or a CPA to manage that income and to make sure that we're, in a sense, maybe taking advantage of being in that lower bracket and being able to pull more income or maybe coming up with a strategy that would eliminate us from jumping up into a new tax bracket? We've talked about that in prior shows. You could say, hey, I'm going to take a distribution for little Johnny because I want to buy him a new car, but that throws you up into this major tax bracket. Now your social security is taxed, everything else is taxed at a high rate, avoiding kind of moving into those tax brackets. How do you avoid that? Great question. And you know, one of the things that I don't think people are familiar with is there are seven tax brackets. I get this question a lot or as we're doing planning and we have to navigate through this, but right now there's seven tax brackets. The lowest one right now is 10, the next one's 12, the next one's 22, 24. I want to say I think the next one's 32 and then 35 and 37, I think was, is, is how they go. So let's just give you an example. Let's say you have a, a couple, they're married, taxable income is going to be, let's say, $120,000. Combination mm. of, of taxable social security, RMDs, annuity withdrawals, maybe some other, other income, interest income. Maybe they have part-time jobs in retirement, just have something to do. So they have $120,000 of taxable income. Part of that is going to be taxed at 10, part is going to be taxed at 12, and mm. part is going to be taxed at 22. So all of your income isn't taxed at 22. You still get the benefit of those lower tax brackets. Gotcha. So as your income continues to climb, let's say let's say the following year that couple makes 160. Maybe they pull some additional money out of one of their IRAs or whatever, and that may push them up to where part of their income is taxed at the 24% bracket. No matter what your income is, you always get the benefit of the 10%. If you're, you know, if you're making 150 grand, part is taxed at 10, part at 12, part at 22, and part maybe at 24, depending on what, what the thresholds are. So that's important for people to understand. A higher income, especially the big jump is from 12 to 22%. So if you're on that threshold, without taking a big distribution out of an IRA to go on vacation, maybe to put make a down payment on a house or give a gift to a family member. If you're right on the cusp and you 
take that fifteen, twenty, forty, fifty thousand dollar one time IRA distribution for some special purchase, it really gets hammered hard in taxes. So that's mm-hmm. it's important to realize where you're at in the tax brackets, where your taxable income is at, and how close you are to going over into one of the other brackets. And maybe you can manage to stay in the lower bracket. Maybe if you're towards the end of the year and you want to take some money out for a big purchase and you're five or ten thousand away from that bracket, maybe take part this year and part the next year, depending on how close you are, what the amount you want to take out is to not have part of that income tax at a higher bracket. One of the things to keep in mind that when Congress and the White House passed new tax legislation back into 2017, effective for 2018, they basically doubled the standard deduction. A lot of people who were itemizing in the past no longer able to itemize because it went from if you're married 12 and change up to $24,000. And so itemized deductions are things like home mortgage interest, real estate taxes, charitable contributions, or the other big ones, maybe health care if it exceeds a certain threshold. But basically, state and local income taxes, of course, we don't have those here. Other states do. Real estate taxes, charitable contributions mortgage interest. We even talked to our clients about maybe paying their real estate taxes two years in one year. So double up on your property taxes, maybe even bunch up your charitable contributions. Maybe you go real heavy in one year, light the next year and go heavy in the same year that you that you double up on your real estate taxes so you can itemize, get you over that threshold because you're going to spend the money anyhow. So you might as well get a deduction for it and try to time it. One thing, and Randy did such a great job explaining that, is I think folks need to know about if they don't, because uh, we've done quite a few of these in the past and I think it's important is that the qualified charitable distributions from folks IRAs or 401ks so folks they change the law if you reach the age of 72 now is when you're required to start taking money from your IRA or your 401ks or your retirement accounts if you already do tithe or you do have some charitable inclinations then we have redirected folks to say okay instead of just writing that check out of your bank account we see this year that you have as an example a $5,000 RMD that you're required to take out. And heck, that RMD is going to bump you up in a higher tax bracket. So why don't you send that money directly to the charity? None of that money is taxable. Plus, it doesn't elevate all your other money into the higher tax bracket. This is just an easy little tool. Maybe you haven't been contributing to a charity, but hey, it may make sense for you to do that now, this year or next year. And why not, right? I'd rather have a portion of my money going to a charity than have it go to Full. the IRS. Yeah, a couple of things on that that's beneficial. There's certain people that maybe their house is paid off. And so that's usually one of the bigger factors in uh, in itemized deduction calculations, home mortgage interest. It's probably going to be really difficult to be able to itemize unless you're giving a lot of money away to charity. So, because if you're not itemizing and you're giving away, let's say $15,000 a year away to charities, that $15,000 is going into your income, you're getting the standard deduction regardless. So you really aren't getting any tax benefit in making that charitable contribution. So to your point, you could take that $15,000, send it right to the charity, not have it come into your income calculation at all. So you really are in a sense getting a tax deduction for making that charitable contribution by giving it directly to the charity. Uh, That's what we call on this show a double Whammy. whammy. Yeah. But exactly. a good double whammy. Yeah, good exactly. double whammy. Because back in the old days, whammies were bad on that hey. game show. <laughs> the That's a good whammy. So let's say you wanted to make a $15,000 charitable contribution and you don't run it through your income. It's also not entered into the calculation for potentially taxing your Social Security benefits. Boom. I think we just uncovered like four whammies. Yeah, exactly. Or four booms. <laughs> That's exciting stuff. Really, let's break it down. I mean, this really isn't complicated for folks. If you're listening out there, it's not complicated. Come in, make an appointment, get a hold of 
of us, some laid back guys here. We're just going to sit down with you and it's fun to save people money like that. That gives me, I just got some goosebumps. Yeah. We don't want to talk back to the whole conversation of tax rate, saving taxes. Let's face it, we all in America, nobody likes paying taxes. No. We got to pay a dollar. We despise it, but we're not happy about it. The more we, more we pay, the more we begrudge as a general rule. So yeah, clients come into my office. You know, I, I need to spend some money to, to, to save money in taxes. My last CPA told me I had to buy a new truck every year or, you know, buy a bunch of new equipment every year to save taxes. I'm like, well, yes, that's something that should be our first go-to. What can we spend money on to save money in taxes? But do we really need to buy those items? But if you if you have new equipment, you have new technology, and all you're doing is, is trying to spend money to save money in taxes, keep in mind the top tax bracket is 37%. So for every dollar that you spend on with, with if you have a business with, with vendors or you're making charitable contributions, if you're an individual, for every dollar that you spend with a vendor, with a charity, the most you're going to save is 37 cents on the dollar. You're going to give that vendor or charity a buck and the most the government's going to give you back is 37 cents. That's if you're in the top tax bracket. And to be in that bracket, you, if you're married, filing joint, it's, it's $600,000 in taxable income. But you're also losing equity because typically if you're buying stuff, you're buying new equipment, as we know, that stuff goes down in value. Here again, I, I'm not an advocate of paying more taxes than you have to, of course. At the same time, that's why we're talking about planning. It's not just trying to lower your taxes. It's also about lowering your taxes at the same, at the same time, building equity, building your personal balance sheet, building your net worth. And if you're constantly buying new stuff that you don't really need, you're basically, yeah, you're, you're saving money in taxes, but you're throwing away a lot more equity than what you're gaining in tax savings. There's got to be a balance here again. To be clear, I'm not an advocate of paying more taxes than you have to. I'm an advocate of trying to spend the money wisely to save money in taxes. But there comes a point in time when, I hate to say it, but you just got to pay the tax because you really don't need, need to spend the money. Number one, just to put it out there, we can accommodate anybody, anyhow, anyway. So if you have an email and a computer, phone, we got you covered. Real simple process, fill out a couple of forms, have a short discussion, 15-minute chat, and we can get going on solving and, and and bringing some ideas and some solutions to the table. I've been in the business over 20-something years, and I think what happens, listen, there's a lot of great advisors out there, a lot of great people out there. I think sometimes the communication breaks down. You get real comfortable with your advisor you know them, you trust them, you like that relationship. It's just like in a marriage, you know, sometimes all of a sudden you find yourself in a divorce and like, well, how did that happen? We weren't communicating along the line and all of a sudden some problem reared itself that we didn't address a long, long time ago. You've got to be communicating with our clients. We are reviewing things quarterly if we have to. I love bringing new ideas to the table. That's what Randy and I do with our clients every quarter, every year where we've got to sit down with our clients. It's about bringing new ideas, seeing what's change in their lives, applying all the changes that we've seen out there with the rules and the laws and applying that to our plan. If you come in and sit down with us, no one's going to try to sell you or say, hey, you know, come into our firm. It's going to be completely laid back, objective. Let's see if we can find some issues that we could improve on. You may be able to stay at your advisor. That's fine. As long as we're finding a way, we might earn you a tax business. I don't know. So if you were taking your RMDs already prior to the law change, because they changed it to age 72 now, you have to stay on that RMD schedule. There's a caveat to that. Oh. Because of the coronavirus and the additional new uh, break that they gave out, I think it's called the CARES Act, uh, they were allowed to forego an RMD. Basically a relief effort to help folks out and kind of adjust to the change in laws and income and stuff like that. But that's important to know is that you didn't have to take your RMD. And what I would do is I would go and talk to a few advisors, see what they have to say and see who you're most comfortable with this year if any year it makes sense to get some advice right uh, i got a question from kenny in ocala in the ocala area 
And he said, I just retired and I have to decide, should I leave my money in my 401k with my previous employer or move it to an IRA? I also need to decide if I should place the funds in a target date fund or allow my portfolio to be actively managed. I don't think age really matters. I mean, he's just retired. I get this question 150 times a year. I really do. It's interesting that this question came in. I'm retiring now. I can stay in the plan with the 401k, which is uh, very low fees, low expenses when you're in your 401k. We actually manage 401k plans for companies and corporations, and everybody is pushing in the 401k arena these target date funds. You know, it's basically a mutual fund of mutual funds that adjust as you age and will reduce stock exposure and add bonds. I personally think they are horrible, okay? Mm-hmm. Probably don't have time to go into them, but the biggest reason why I don't think those are good is because, think about this for a second. If you're 55, 60 mm-hmm. years old, and that target date fund is automatically now adjusting you into bonds and selling your stocks. We've already talked about that in the show today. Okay, so target date funds uh, make it easy for folks because they're just, it's just a simple kind of solution. But I think now more than ever, because we've alluded to this on other shows, all rising tides are not flowing ships. So like, for instance, in the S&P 500, if you didn't have technology stocks, you, d- you didn't do anything. So uh, if you're heavily weighted in bonds and interest rates go up, you're not getting any interest and you could potentially lose some lose principal money, there. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think now more than ever, you've got to have got to have active portfolio management. I agree. Okay. You've got to have somebody constantly looking at it, adjusting it, moving with, moving with the interest rates, moving with volatility, all that kind of stuff. I think people deserve more than just, hey, a target date fund. Yeah. You deserve more than that, folks. And yes, I'm going to be perfectly upfront with you. You may pay a fee for that actively managed service. Tiny, tiny, tiny bit more expensive than just staying in a target date fund. I've always said this, how much do fees really matter? If, for instance, your portfolio was down 20% and a managed portfolio might be down 10%. Well, 10% on your money, let's just say you had $500,000. What's 10% of $500,000, dollars mm-hmm. that you just lost? Well, what if you are paying a 1% fee versus a 50 basis point fee in a target day fund? Same I think thing. you more than earned oh, yeah. and Absolutely. saved your fee. So don't get so caught up on fees. If they're not exorbitant, You know, stay in that 1% range. I've always looked at it and said, look, yes, if you stay in your 401k plan and you stay in those mutual funds, your fees are low. I get that. But what is it really, truly costing you long-term? There's something we've all heard over the years that you get what you pay for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, we'll be back right after this. Be smart. Call TakePoint Wealth today, 352-616-0511 or TakePointWealth.com to learn more. And there we go. We've got it started. It's going. And now we appreciate you along with us on this morning. It is a pre-recorded program brought to you by the fine folks at TakePoint Wealth Management. One full hour, chuck full of the information you're going to need for a stress-free retirement. TakePoint Wealth Management based here locally on the Nature Coast here to serve the residents. That's the team of TakePoint Wealth management, building a sound portfolio through strong relationships. Those relationships start right here. Don't forget that take point blueprint on retirement, a $1,500 value. Tell them you heard it here on this show. Let's take a pause for station identification. You're listening to 99.9 FM WXJB Homosassa. They are the well-rounded team of professionals. Lead advisor, retirement planner, Eric Arnett. Oh, wow. Thanks, JW. Yes, Great sir. to be here this morning. Gosh, still lots to talk about, right? As you folks out there are listening, it's uh, time to take point on your retirement. Absolutely. More than ever going forward, just because of some of the market conditions and things that we're looking at, paying close attention to, 
you really can't fall asleep at the wheel right now more than ever you've got to get in come in and see us i challenge everybody out there to expand your mind sit down with us and get a free education on everything that's important to you in retirement. I want to touch on that. Please expand your mind. Now more than ever, that is so important. There's so much going on out there with the financial markets. I think that the uncertainty that we have going forward, I think that things are definitely going to level out. I think there's been a lot of anxiety, personal anxiety, a lot of emotion. Mm -hmm. But regardless, as we've talked on this show time and time again, taxes are going to go up. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to go up. Absolutely. And that that can have an impact on the market. So I think it's important to your point that people need to spend more time reading, educating yourself about the market, about the economy, spend less time on social media. You'll be much happier, (laughs) but you definitely need to to get more involved. All of us need to get more involved in our own personal finances. Yeah. Listen, folks, it only takes about 10, 15 minutes of a chit chat on the phone. I talk to people daily that call in from the radio show and just chat with them. And Mm -hmm. just that 10, 15, 20 minute chat we have tends to be almost invaluable for a lot of folks to get refocused. Maybe there's some aspect of your retirement planning that you're not uh, focused on right now. You may be focused on something else. Meanwhile, something's occurring in the back door over here that you need to really pay attention to. So we've talked about this before in the show is that we like to put a complete circle of risk management around our clients from every aspect. We take a look at the risks that could be facing you going forward. And that's paying close attention to multiple disciplines in your retirement planning. We have had rock bottom low interest rates Mm -hmm. fueled by the Fed, fueled by the global world banks and reducing rates. However, However, the demand for bonds or there's a lot of other things that fuel interest rates, inflation, things mm-hmm. like that. So I definitely think printing all this new money that's potentially coming, the stock market is doing great and it's all based on the anticipation that Joe Biden's, I'm the guy that brings the salvation, right? But hey, regardless, he's going to look like the hero, no doubt about it. So that's kind of fueling stocks right now and kind of fueling the economy. Vaccines, it's going to increase the economy. However, one interesting thing that I want to point out to folks that I think is really important to pay attention to and why we always stress seeing us and getting a portfolio analysis is so important. And folks, I see this 95% of the time. So I'm guessing that if you're sitting out there and you're holding a portfolio, you probably have the same thing. Just by the mechanics of the market this year, your large cap growth stocks, your S&P 500, your large cap growth stocks have for the first time in a nation's history, drastically outperformed all other stocks, value stocks, small cap, mid cap value. So value versus growth is going to be the big theme this year. So when you have growth stocks that have just gone through the roof and value has lagged, what's going to happen, folks? Okay, when growth stocks start to get overvalued, there's going to be a massive rotation into value stocks, which is our cyclical stocks. And what Mm -hmm. does that mean? Cyclical stocks are going to move in tandem with the economy. So if the economy is improving, value stocks are going to improve. Your larger value type companies are going to get a lot of attention this year. And you're going to see a lot of money rolling out of growth stocks going into value stocks. So that's why we've always talked about, we can never predict when this is particularly going to happen, but that's why you have to have a broadly diversified portfolio. Off the show, candidly, you and I have talked about Dave Ramsey and his Mm -hmm. theory. Well, I kind of like his theory in a sense, to some standpoint, he says straight up, you know, have growth mutual funds, have growth and income mutual funds, which are value income funds, have some international, have some small cap things like that. Folks, I'm going to guess that just by the mechanics of the market, because your growth stocks and your growth portfolio and your growth mutual funds have grown so much this year, you're heavily overweighted in growth and it's time to trim that. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you know, I've been doing this 22 years and I always show people, I have this chart I call the rainbow chart. The rainbow chart is a multicolored chart of every asset class that exists out there. And in any given year, 
those asset classes are performing very differently. Some years growth is the winner, some years value is the winner, some mm -hmm. years international is the winner. And so you can't be overweighted in growth or you're going to really underperform this year. So more than ever, when the market's just kind of going straight up and we're having this huge surge in growth stocks, candidly, it was really because the COVID effect. Exactly. You've got to rebalance. And that's why at Take Point Wealth Management, we have active management portfolios. We're constantly rebalancing. We're well diversified. We are going to make shifts in your portfolio portfolio to take advantage of potential volatility measures that we see coming forward. So you have to have someone actively managing your portfolio. More than ever, I don't think the buy and hold is the best strategy right now going forward in this environment. Definitely not. Higher interest rates potentially, potentially a weaker US dollar because of the interest rate increases and because of inflation. Be very careful with bonds, folks. If you're holding a lot of bonds in your portfolio, we've got to take a look at how much your portfolio is weighted to bonds because in periods of higher interest rates, weaker US dollars, your bonds will suffer. We've got to take a look at that as well. Good positive things happening, 100%. People, let's still have full faith in, in America, okay, in the financial system. The markets will be supported financially, trust me. It doesn't matter whether you have Republicans in office, Democrats in office, causing all kinds of commotion. The markets will continue to push higher. Um, and when I say markets, I'm not just talking about the stock market. I'm talking about all the markets, the broad market, small companies, mid companies, uh, large companies, international companies, commodities, bonds, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, our theme really this year is asset allocation, paying close attention to how you're allocated to growth, paying close attention to how much you have in bonds. I know you see this all the time, Randy, when you're sitting down with folks. That's why we always preach this active wealth management strategy. Most of the people that I'm talking to are really concerned about the change in the administration. Mm -hmm. Most of the people that are coming in my office are scared. I sit back and I'm like, man, this really stinks. I can't believe all these people that are scared and fearful. Change in itself is very scary, right? Yeah. Any type of change. But when people feel like they're on loose ground, they really don't know what's going to happen, what's going what's to transpire. They're nervous because all they hear is that far left rhetoric. I truly think this is a great opportunity for Biden and our leaders to step up and try to be more moderate and bring the country together. And that's what I'm most hopeful for. Now, some people out there listening might think I'm crazy, but I'm hopeful for that. Regardless, the markets drive on. We're Main Street, right? We, we're not Wall Street. We're Main Street folks. We're not Wall Street folks. But Wall Street endorsed Biden. I mean, they, they got a massive amount of campaigning dollars for the Biden campaign for a lot of different reasons. But uh, the markets have been really good. Um, markets love government spending because that's going to be a lot of dollars flowing into the economy. Typically, the Democratic Party does spend a lot of money. And that's why we're talking about this big stimulus package. A lot of good positive things I think that we need to focus on. The vaccine, we need to focus back on what's important. Getting this vaccine out, you know, helping folks out, focusing on your retirement plan, getting your health care squared away, focusing on the fact that the economy is getting better. We're coming out of a hole. All kinds of aspects in manufacturing. I mean, we look at over 300 economic data points that enter into our models and all those data points are really improving and getting better. So this is positive stuff. So like Randy said earlier, I think it's important for, for everybody to just dial it down, turn the social media off. I had a lady the other day call me, a wonderful client. I love her to death. She's been with me for a long time. She's literally holed up in her house. Like she's about 65 years old. She's scared to death because she sits there all day and listens to the news and she listens to social media. And I said, look, you're going to give yourself a heart attack. Turn it off. It's amazing how much of an impact on people's perspective and their psyche right now, their confidence level. And what we're talking about here, folks, is this has a direct impact on your retirement plan and your retirement planning because you got to be ever vigilant. You have to constantly be 
focused on is your plan working? Does it need to be tweaked? Let's evaluate potential changes in the new administration, like higher taxes. How's that going to impact your portfolio? I think it's important to just kind of dial that down, turn off that rhetoric and take some time and focus on you. I think this is a great time to just focus on yourself, your family, your and your retirement plan. Get your finances in order. You know, let us help you with some of those questions that may be lingering and turn that stuff off and just get focused on you. It's going to be okay. Trust me, we're going to get through this. This is America. It's a great country. The markets are extremely strong. We're still the bellwether of the world for the financial markets. So just have full faith in that. Randy and I kind of people are always like the cup is half full as opposed to half empty. Or sometimes it's bubbling over. Sometimes it's bubbling (laughs) over. I think that's just really, really important to to get focused up on that. Talking about how growth stocks right now across the board has done really well. Uh, Other sectors have lagged behind. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people hear active management and try to think that as market timing and really not trying to time the market to where we're not trying to look at your portfolio and squeeze every last nickel um, out of that particular holding until we shift it. As you look back over historically, but also you just understand the markets. You know, not everything can continue to go up. You know, all these stocks have cycles, you know, and the economy has cycles. And so if you understand those cycles and how they all work together, you can have an actively managed portfolio that will allow you to rotate in and out of sectors. You won't always get the highs, but hopefully as things start to, before they start to fall, you'll get back in when things have, have, have um, dropped back down again. So yeah. um, that's what active management's all about. And you know, we've seen that here with real estate. If you want to buy a home, it's hard <laughs> to buy a home. So yeah to bring it home to something that you can relate to and see in your own community. There's cycles to everything. And yeah, the same thing is point. true with the market. If you understand the cycles, you can actively manage your portfolio. We can actively manage your portfolio to allow you to always be on the upper end of all those cycles. No, you make some great points. A couple of things. One, certain markets get really hot. Like right now, the real estate market in Florida is really hot, really hot. But other times it's not so hot, yeah. right? And so it's going to have its heyday and it's going to have its day where things pull back. And it's the same in the markets. You know, you're going to have growth stocks are been really hot, but they're going to not be so hot. And the other thing that you alluded to is asset allocation. So there's a study out there. I'd love to show you the chart, folks, if you just email me or go to my website and hit click set an appointment, that 94% of your overall return and success in your returns come from asset allocation, not from selecting individual stocks stocks or individual mutual funds. That's not how you build success. It's not about picking the winners. It's Mm -hmm. about having that broad asset allocated portfolio. Because think about this, if you're on a roller coaster ride, which is all growth, you're going to be going up really high and then down really fast. We want to get you off the roller coaster and kind of give you a smoother ride, take you through the countryside, nice rolling hills. You're going to be some ups (laughs) and downs a little bit here and there, but it's going to be nice and comfortable rolling ride. Uh, Great point. We're going to take a quick break. A lot of information has been shared. A lot of wisdom has been shared from the fine folks at Take Point Wealth Management. So keep your eyes on the horizon, folks. Diversification, allocation, normalization is what we're talking about. And we're going to continue right after a short break from our sponsor, our fine friends at Take Point Wealth Management. We'll be back after this. Take Point on Retirement, a well-rounded show from a well-rounded team leading you into retirement. An hour of simple retirement advice from your friends at Take Point Wealth Management. By the way, I suggest and recommend Take Point Wealth Management. I need you to give them a call. 352 352- 616-0511. Tell them you heard it here from JW in 99.9 FM. So we're going to continue with a fine program. Two professionals in our studio once again, just two professionals of that well-rounded team to take point on your retirement. That's a stress-free retirement. That's what we all want. Your friends and mine, Randy and Eric. Thanks, JW. 
Eric, I wanted to start this segment out with a, a real story that I ex- experienced probably about 15, 18 years ago. And as we're talking about active trends in the market, this touches on real estate, but it brings this point home, whether it's real estate or the, the stock markets or whatever. i never forget, just paid forty or $45,000 for a lot in Spring Hill. Yeah, that was a lot back then. Yeah. yeah. And I remember him saying, okay, that's the last one. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this party's over. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that. I'm like, really? The party's over, huh? And, I, and I'm like, you know, how do you know that? And sure enough, a year or two later, the party was over. He knew that at $45,000 for a lot in Spring Hill at that time and the prices that were going on, that was not a sustainable price point for the people moving into this area. I love that. I love that analogy. The party's over. Mm -hmm. That analogy is so true in a sense. Like think about yourself being at a party when you go to a party. You first walk into the party and everybody's calm and nobody's been drinking and this soft music and everybody's kind of meeting and and get together. And all of a sudden, an hour later, the drinks start flowing and things, people start getting a little happier. Music changes. Music gets a little louder. (laughs) Music changes. And then by the end of the night, everybody's smashed drunk and throwing stuff and party's just going nuts and the music's super loud but guess what happens the cops come and or or the party is over and it, and guess what how do you feel the next morning after that party right yeah i mean it's a great analogy i mean the party does end at some point in all asset classes and that's where if you don't have all your eggs in one basket and you have a little bit of representation in all those parties you might not get shut down so uh, fast and abruptly and be like oh man uh i'm in jail now or i have a mean hangover and that was one of the worst parties ever <laughs> point was is the experience yeah that 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 this gentleman had when it came to real estate and so with here at take point with eric and i and our our other advisors and Mm -hmm. our our money managers the experience of knowing here again not when to time the market but when to just actively manage your portfolio sort of rotations in and out of sectors that are now starting to either kind of reach their highs for a while time to get out and buy in other sectors that are lower. So the buying and hold strategy just isn't what it used to be. We all like to get caught up on these. We hear somebody that bought Google when it first went public or Microsoft or Home Depot, whatever. And that's what everybody focuses on, that one stock. I got to find that one stock. And that usually doesn't happen for most folks. You know, we all, all we hear about is the success stories. We don't hear about all the failures. So um, I just really want to drive home the point that it really is good to actively manage your portfolio to make sure that you aren't timing the market, but you're definitely moving in and out ahead of the cycles that are, are going to be coming. Yeah, I think it's important to expand on that a little bit. 95% of us all out there have mutual funds or ETFs in our portfolio. And we have to understand how mutual funds are structured. A mutual fund by design has a specific strategy and that manager has to adhere to that one strategy. One strategy, folks. They're not going to shift your asset allocation inside of a mutual fund. So for instance, If you're a growth fund manager, you have to 100% stay 100% invested in growth stocks no matter what. So growth stocks could be down 30%. They have to stay fully invested. You got to understand the mechanics of those. And same with ETFs. That's a great point because the prospectus that goes out to all the, they require, like you said, stay in in that lane to adhere to that specific discipline. So just keep that in mind. Um, another thing, let's shift gears a little bit here. I know we were talking about this the other day and I have to come I have to come forward with a what I call a scam alert. Scam alert, scam alert. If we had one of those crazy this is a scam alert. It's been ad nauseum on the radio, TV, everything is the advertisement of physical gold and silver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. And it, it always happens, I notice, they ramp up the marketing during times of turmoil or mm. when changes you know, are occurring or they're, they're, try, they're trying to prey on fear. Mm-hmm. And when I have somebody come in 
or someone call me and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying gold because I'm fearful of what's going on. Folks, this is a scam. It's a complete scam. They're preying on your fear. You've got to avoid investing in physical gold or silver. And here's why. Number one, just from a simple standpoint, there's costly fees involved when you buy and sell them. I was listening to a commercial on the way in this morning. The company was averaging, we're 20% cheaper than other companies when you buy gold from us. 20%. Whoa. So what does that tell you? There might be a little margin out there, (laughs) right? Yeah. I'm like, how is this guy 20% cheaper than everybody else? So what that tells me is, is everybody else marking up their gold? And so I don't know what happened to all the gold. I don't even know if there's gold in Fort Knox anymore. I I think it was (laughs) sold or given out to these companies free or at a discount. And now they're trying to sell it. I don't know. But gold and silver, there's a lot of hidden fees, a lot of commissions in there. By the time you get it, it's been marked up, number one. So costly fees, be careful uh, when you buy and sell gold. Okay, think about it. You have physical gold and silver now. Where are you going to store it? Put it in your house. You're going to put it in a safe. About 15 years ago when we went through the crisis, Mm -hmm. I actually had this couple come in and tell me, I'm pulling all our money out of our portfolio. We're buying gold. And we're literally burying the gold under our house. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I believe it. And that was during the last crisis when everybody was freaking out. And by the way, guess what happened, folks? Everything was fine. Here mm-hmm. we are 10 years later and we're rocking and rolling. So if they would have kept their money in the markets, they would have done astoundingly better. But anyways, but gold is pretty expensive right now, number one. But it's physical gold. Where are you going to store it? And by the way, it can be stolen. Yeah. Had a friend of a friend a couple years ago, um, had a bunch of gold and silver in a safe under his floor and uh, his kids and, you know, part parties and stuff eventually got out like friends of friends knew that hey this guy stores a bunch of gold in his house guess what it got broken into and all got stolen by gold so okay where are you going to store it you know where are you going to safeguard it so and it can be stolen very easily so it costs money to store your gold insurance costs you have to insure it you know versus loss so i mean so um if you invest in etfs like gold etfs like the gld gld etf you can get a multiple on the value of the gold in the u.s markets so that might be another way to do it but even right now those are pretty high. Like sellers of gold and silver and other precious metals are not regulated. Folks, these people can say whatever they want on the radio, whatever they want on the TV. I think that one guy that comes on, this guy was like a a failed actor. I don't know. And he's on there and I don't even know the guy's name, but he's from Midway or whatever. And he goes on there every day and talks about buy gold. Well, once again, they're preying on your fears and these, they're not regulated. So the securities industry, our industry, Randy and I, we have all kinds of regulations, licenses, Mm -hmm. ethical things that we can and can't do. I mean, we're closely scrutinized. You got to be careful of a industry that's not at all regulated. That's kind of interesting to me. But Eric, um, while you were talking, I pulled up the price of gold. Yeah. Over the last five years, and about this time in 2016, it was around 1,100. And basically, in the probably like March or April of 2019, it was around 1,300, and it spiked. Right. So you figure in 13, 14, 15 months, it went from 1,300 to over 2,700 dollars increase per ounce. That's almost a 50 percent increase. Right. In in a, in just over a year. So in terms of assets being over valued and when the buy-in people are on the radio on the tv preying on your fears mm-hmm. of the economy and of this new administration whatever else getting you to buy into a commodity that's probably close to its all-time high. that ship has sailed if, if you were going to buy gold, you should have done it a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And why did gold spike? Because of COVID and all the fears that the world was coming to an end. And somehow people think if I put my money in gold and silver, I'm going to be safe because the dollar is going to erode or whatever. But guess what, folks? Let's talk about something very, very basic. We la- we kind of laugh about it. But if you're really concerned about a catastrophe or some kind of major event, what are you going to do in the event of that catastrophe? How will you sell your physical gold or silver. Will it be worth anything at that time during a crisis? Think about it. 
if all of a sudden everybody's got to sell their gold for some reason to buy food or whatever it is, guess what? The value of gold is going to plummet. So be careful on making impulse decisions to buy physical gold. And, and by the way, I don't think if you show up at Publix or Costco or Walmart or I don't know where we're going to be going if we have this catastrophic event, but I got news for you. They don't accept gold coins. They don't accept silver yeah. coins as currency. So it's not even a currency that's used. If we go back to the caveman years or caveman days and you're going to melt your gold down and sell it to another guy across the street for chickens and eggs, come on, people, think about this. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Well, that's a buy and hold <laughs> commodity anyway, which you advised against at the beginning of the show. Absolutely. Okay. Good point. So mm -hmm. just a scam alert. I, I just kind of... I. I I was just getting tired of hearing and seeing this stuff on the TV. We have to talk about it. By any means, if you have gold and silver, you're thinking about buying gold and silver, I'm not putting you down. Don't don't take that the wrong way. I'm not putting you down. I'm just trying to bring some awareness. Give us a call. We'll talk about it yeah. and discuss it. We tend to hold commodities in our actively managed portfolios in an ETF for temporary purposes or reasons or to hedge against other investments or currencies. So yeah, there is a need for it, but it's not sell all this and go buy a bunch of gold. And buy I think it for the right reasons. Right. It's yeah. just going to collect dust yeah. and you're probably going to pass it on to your kid or whatever. It's going to collect dust in his house. Um, you can take it to the pawn shop, right? But guess what? You're going to get half of what you paid for it. Mm -hmm. So come on, folks, just relax on the gold. Turn that gold and silver noise and scam alert off. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Because like you said, there is a place for gold and other precious metals in a portfolio, but you should be buying those out of a execution of a well thought out financial plan, not out of fear. Exactly. What we think might be some good strategies. And our big focus right now is um, bond replacement. If you have bonds in your portfolio or a bond mutual fund or a growth and in income fund that holds 50% bonds, first get that analysis to see. We pull out the data and we extract. You know how many times people have come to me and say, I don't own any bonds. And then we do our Morningstar data analysis and we extract what's actually in their portfolio and their mutual funds. Like, oh, you got 20, 30% holdings and bonds. What? I do? Mm -hmm. I didn't know I had any bonds. That's a growth and income fund. Well, yeah, it's a growth fund and it has bonds in it because it's an income fund as well. So a lot of people don't know that. So let's get that squared away first. How much exposure do you have to bonds? And then, okay, so... The question is, where are you going to go with the bond money once you sell off your bond? It's all about consultations, financial analysis, evaluations, about testing your plan, maybe building a new plan together with the folks at Take Point Wealth Management. 352-616-0511. Protect and grow your money in 2021, folks. We'll be back after this. Eric Arnett is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC registered advisor. Take Point Wealth Management, this station, and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideals in financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Okay, let's conclude this episode of Take Point on Retirement brought to you from our friends and yours at Take Point Wealth Management up and down the nature coast, a local to serve you. Retirement planner Eric Garnett and certified public accountant Randy Woodruff here to take you into the future to a stress-free retirement.
Let's kind of close up with 21 strategies in, in 2021. And I think the most important one we're going to harp on here is really taking a look at bonds and bond replacement folks, because interest rates, there's going to be a lot more pressure on interest rates to increase here. And that's going to put a lot of stress on, on bond valuation. So what do we do? Some of the things, we do a bunch of different things, but one of the things that we look at as a bond alternative is something called a structured note. People like, we'll just go buy a mutual fund and push a button. But do you know what a mutual fund has like a 300 page prospectus that you really should Mm -hmm. read through before you buy it. They're some of the most complex investments there is, but people think they're simple. Well, my neighbor said it was a good one, so I'm going to buy that. (laughs) I want to set this conversation up with the fact, going back to our last segment of active management. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we were talking about, you know, growth funds right now are really, really high, and now's the time to think about getting out of them because other sectors are going to start coming more into favor with Wall Street. Right Right now, interest rates are at an all-time low. There's talk of keeping them low for all of 2021 and maybe beyond. But here again, it's time to start thinking about getting out of bonds. So. Yeah, and we're and we're not talking about a fire sale, like sell every growth thing you have. Exactly. Sell every bond you have. We're talking about reallocating a bit, changing those percentages a tad. We still want to have some bond exposure. We still want to have some growth stock exposure. Absolutely. So I appreciate you bringing that up. We're not talking here, folks, about just fire sailing something and jumping from one fry pan to the other. No, that's not what we're talking about at all. We're, we're trying to stress having a broad asset allocation and actively managing that in a sense where we can shift the percentages a little bit. We're never going to take big bets, okay? Mm-hmm. Because once again, nobody has a crystal ball and we don't know when all of a sudden growth stocks are going to start. Well, they already have started selling off a mm-hmm. little bit. But we're being yeah. forward-looking here. Yeah. And we're being forward-looking yeah. here. We're not saying that, point. We're, that, yep. that bonds are going to start going down in terms of value today, but it makes sense that if interest rates are all-time low, they can't stay there. So now's the time to begin considering shifting out Somewhere of your bonds. Somewhere in the future. Yeah. And we can anticipate that that's going to probably be some type of transition there. So a structured note is simply a debt security issued by financial institutions. Its return is based on equity indexes, maybe a basket of equities based on interest rates, commodities, and foreign currencies. So it's kind of a basket of underlying investments that fuel these structured notes. Now, I can't talk about the returns specifically that's non-compliant, but these have good returns, really good solid returns, and much better opportunity for some uh, interest and some yield than uh, than bonds do going forward. Mm-hmm. Really good, really good opportunities there. And, I, I, and sorry, folks, based on compliance, I can't yell out, "Oh, you're going to make twenty percent on this or whatever." But that's not what I'm saying. But here. it sounds like a great product. It's a great mm-hmm. product. Yeah. I don't think very many folks out there have structured notes as a part of their portfolio. I think they should have some. And Take Point Wealth Management. We're one of the uh, leaders in that area where we can in- incorporate some of that in your portfolio. So I think it's important. Go out there, Google it, educate yourself. Give me a call. I'll give you everything you need to educate yourself. I'll be happy to educate you. And of course, we've talked about fixed indexed annuities. Okay. What is a fixed index annuity? It's an annuity contract, folks. It's an insurance product. It's not a security. It's technically not even an investment. It's an annuity contract with an insurance company that pays an interest rate based on the performance of a specific market index, such as the S&P 500. It differs very much from what a fixed annuity is. A fixed annuity is only going to pay you a fixed rate of interest very much like a CD at the bank or something mm-hmm. like that, where they're going to say, okay, for five years, we're going to guarantee you 3% every year for 
five years, something like that. And that's a fixed rate that they're just going to give you. So two different mechanisms there. But even a fixed annuity is probably going to give you a better yield over the next five years. So mm-hmm. let's talk about those. Let's get educated on those. But really look at index annuities, uh, structure notes. I think these are great alternatives for bonds going forward in 2021. So I just want to make sure our audience understands that Eric and I are independent and mm-hmm. we have the ability to look at all different kinds of assets and asset classes. You know, there are, I'll call them celebrity advisors out there who are on the radio, syndicated across the country or even beyond, and they're giving out general advice. And it's not bad advice, but it's general advice. If you want to build a portfolio, you really need to come in and see us at Take Point because we can build a customized portfolio and a customized plan for you. Still, we may incorporate some of the, I'll say, celebrity advice, if you will, from other people. And they give out great advice, but one size doesn't fit all. You're very specific. Your needs, what you need is very important to us. We want to build something that will help you meet those needs. Basically, to sum up, be careful about bonds. You're holding your portfolio. You you, you can lose market value with your bonds in 2021 if you do not plan properly. So we invite you to schedule a free, no obligation, financial consultation at no cost to you, of course, Mm -hmm. and understand the fees you're paying, right? The risks you're taking and let's show you how we can optimize your portfolio. Here's kind of what you can expect when you meet with us or you call us. It's pretty simple. We're going to have a quick, you know, 15, 20 minute chat on the phone or we can do a Zoom or you can come into the office, just kind of assess what are the major concerns that you have. And number one, you may not have any concerns. You may think, hey, I'm doing just fine. That's good too. Like we talk about this all the time. I might think I'm doing just fine in my uh, physical fitness or working out at the gym. But then if I hire a coach and say, hey, you're, you're doing that bench press completely wrong, by mm-hmm. the way. You know, and I thought I was doing everything perfect or maybe there's something I need to change in my diet or whatever. We may think, and it, it might be working for us, but let's let's look and see, are there any potential ways we can improve things? And are there any potential pitfalls that could come ahead? Let's avoid those risks that potentially could come in the future. So you're going to meet with us. It's going to be a 15, 20 minute interview. We're going to gather some data, some information, and we're going to go to work for you. And we're going to take what you're currently doing. We're going to test it and mm-hmm. see how things look. And we're to pull out fees. We're going to pull out risk. We're going to pull out taxation. I, I guess it's kind of cool and kind of important to mention that we have a CPA on the team. You know, thank been, you, thank you. Been a CPA in this county, um, in this area for a very long time. Extremely knowledgeable. Come in and meet with us, and then then what we're going to do is once we evaluate your portfolio, we're going to take a look at some alternatives. You may have a plan of your own. You may think, hey, Eric, can you test what it would look like if I did this, or what do you think about that? And then we're going to also show you, hey, here's what things look like with an actively managed portfolio. We call it our smart plan. You might have some index annuities in there, some structured notes, some diversified stocks, bonds, and things like that, mutual funds. So actively managed. So we'll show you what we do. You may like it, you may not. It may work for you, it may not work for you, and that's fine. Because we do have somewhat of a challenge these days with seminars and live events, and we coach people live. So be looking for webinars and things like that that we're going to be trying to get out there. Number one thing is just you can have your own personal webinar with us. 22 years I've been doing this, um, been in this county for almost 20 years right here in the Nature Coast. And so been around a long time, and we love this community, we love our listeners, and we just really get passionate about helping folks get to and through retirement, and in a most stress-free way. So. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we want retirement to be stress-free. Leave it up to us. Put that baby on autopilot and go enjoy your retirement. Get out and do the things that you love to get back to what you do best. Turn off the TV, turn off the social media, focus on yourself in 2021. Eric and I don't even actively manage our own stocks, if you will. We have our, I'll say, investments in the market with the money managers. Well. We do this every day for a living, and we recognize the value that these money managers bring to the table. They're sitting in front of the computers all day. They're actively looking at the stocks in these particular sectors. 
because we trust them with our money. We think that's the best way to go. That's why we highly recommend the same thing for our clients. Our models and our um, selection committee and the back office, the way that they're managing these portfolios is they're finding the very best managers in each discipline. We do that for you folks. You don't have to sit there and try to figure out what the best fund is or ETFs out there. We're doing all that screening for you. For instance, your portfolio should be growth, income, value, uh, international. We're finding the very best managers in each one of those disciplines to put in your portfolio. So I think that's a great point. Structured notes involve risks not associated with an investment in ordinary debt securities. The securities are not bank deposits and are not insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or any other governmental agency, nor are they obligations of or guaranteed by a bank. The securities will not be listed on any securities exchange and secondary trading may be limited. Therefore, there may be little or no secondary market for the securities. Accordingly, you should be willing to hold your securities to maturity. The securities are subject to the credit risk of the issuing bank and any actual or anticipated changes to its credit ratings or credit spreads may adversely affect the market value of the securities. For more information about the notes, including underlying indices, see the preliminary term sheet. Folks, we'll see you next time on Take Point on Retirement, brought to you from your friends, Take Point Wealth Management. Wealth Management.